If you're watching this video, you probably know somebody that filed a bankruptcy because of medical bills, which by the way, out of all the bankruptcies done in America, 66.5% of all the bankruptcies are due to medical bills, according to American Journal of Public Health. That's a lot of bankruptcies. And by the way, out of those people that filed bankruptcies, 72% of the time, they had health insurance. So wait a minute, you have health insurance. How did you file bankruptcy? How do these guys make money? What is this health insurance business? Why do so few people trust it? How do hospitals make money? How much do they charge? What is their profit margin? who's being held accountable are health insurance companies making the money and saying good for you i already got my money your problem is the government not collecting money is the hospital not getting the money for anybody but who's paying for all this stuff and at the same time all the politicians don't want to talk about medicare medicaid let alone social security because god forbid if they say the right thing to do is we kind of got to get away with this stuff they're not going to get reelected, so they don't want to keep getting reelected. so they keep saying you cannot do this it's not fair but guess what at whose cost at whose expense at gen z's at millennial at gen x so these guys are probably never going to get any of this stuff but they finance it for them why is that fair these are a lot of great questions we're going to talk about that today all right so if you get value out of this video give it a thumbs up and subscribe to the channel but let's get right into it let me ask you a question have you ever gotten a speeding ticket and you don't have any money you're broke i remember when this would happen to me you don't know how you're going to pay for the speeding ticket and many times i didn't pay for it and i had to pay for it six months later and i would get pulled over and the cop would say get out of the car you have six tickets you haven't paid for i've been through this before now let me fast forward when you're 32 years old 48 years old 57 years old you take your kid to the hospital you're about to go to the hospital and you know a bill is coming your way you just don't know how much it's going to be do you do they tell you this is how much the bill's going nobody tells you that and that's what they call a surprise medical bill and you're sitting there saying man i have no idea what it's going to be here's a number for you 41 percent of insured adults have surprise medical bills and two-thirds of them are worried about being able to afford that surprise medical bill you've been there i've been there before how many people are going through this well where's the profit margins in this how are people paying for these let me give you some more statistics here 78 percent of adults have avoided hospital visits 40 percent medical care due to the cost have you ever know you're sick you know something's wrong with you you know you don't know what's going on with your chest pains your back pain here you do not want to go because you don't want that bill you don't know if you can afford it but many times you have health insurance and you're still not going so why do we have health insurance why are we paying for it if we do have it do you know how many people are asking these questions so let's continue 30 percent said they have to choose between paying for medical bills or basic necessities like food or housing meaning you have a choice to go to the doctor and pay for that bill versus man i got to get some food for the kids and paying for my rent you know which one i'm going to choose i'll tolerate the pain i'm going this way have you done that before maybe you haven't but your parents may have done this before and this continues 137 million people in u.s reported struggling with medical bills let me say the number again to you 137 million people here's another one for you you ever gone to the hospital and you're like oh you gotta stay for three nights you're like no i'm good listen man your leg is broken you gotta stay here for no 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 no. i'll, I'll go walk on a crutch do you want to no 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 leave it alone because i know everything is an add-on and a cost but do you know how much it costs to stay at a hospital do you actually know the numbers you want to learn about it if you don't want to learn about it skip this part and go watch something else because i'm going to show you how much these things cost look life is pretty complicated sometimes sometimes you're dealing with something with divorce you know you're going through something you lost a loved one you're about to get fired you don't know what's going on data came out saying one in four americans don't have anybody to confide in this is why today's sponsor better help is here to help you and this is what they do you have a list of 20,000 plus therapists to talk about whatever issues you want and you literally answer a questionnaire they identify a few options you speak to them on your phone in a zoom on 
on your computer by yourself. You have somebody to confide in. And if you don't like it, they'll replace it with another person at no additional charge. So meaning if it didn't work out, they'll help you out. But look, as a person that's been running a lot of businesses for many years, I, I need to talk to some people. I can't talk to my wife all the time or my friends. Some things I want to talk to somebody else that maybe is not even connected to me. This would have been the perfect app for me to use. Betterhelp.com forward slash valuetainment. If you go there right now, you'll get 10% off your first month or you can click on a link below in description to go to betterhelp.com forward slash valuetainment. Here we go. Nationally, U.S. hospitals charge $417 for every $100 of their costs, which means their net cost is $100. They're going to charge you $417. The 100 most expensive U.S. hospitals charge, ready, between $1129 to $1808 per $100 of their cost. $1808 is $1800 percent of their cost and you know what their answer is because they can so you may say pat give it a break what's been the history with this let me show you it's been in 1999 it was only 200 percent per hundred dollars but it's gone up every single year all the way up to the data we have here it's 417 percent as of 2018 and you know after covid those numbers went even higher this next chart is also a little bit concerning because you, you know we did a couple of videos in the past one of them being like you know you want to be able to have more regional banks why there's more competition right you want to have more community banks because it's more competition and right now a lot of these signature banks a lot of these banks that are going out of business and the bigger banks are picking it up gradually we're going from having a lot of different options to having a few different options and what happens when we have a few different options they get to dictate the price or whatever they want to do the same thing's happening with weapons of mass destruction where you're hearing a lot of these big companies that would make weapons they make planes they make tanks it used to be so many of them it's now gone down to only a handful of them so they have the mark they have control and they're kind of working together to dictate what everybody else has to pay for watch this when you look at this chart from 94 to 2018 in 1994 only 37 percent of the hospitals in america belonged to a system meaning a controlled consolidated multi-hospital system 37 percent so the other 63 percent was independently owned by a lot of different people so the 37 percent couldn't push their weight around because they had a lot of other people that were competition well today that 37 percent is now 67 percent which is collectively being done by a few different people so they dictate whatever the terms are for the price of these hospitals that's why they can increase the rates because they control the market so, so I want to give you an example of some of these hospitals on what they're charging per hundred dollars. Here's what you will look at. Number one would be Capital Health, which is based out of New Jersey, 1,443%. Number two is CarePoint Health, which is in Florida and Jersey, 1,313%. Third one is Regional Medical Center, which is 1,106% out of Florida. Fourth one is American Academic Health System, 1,064% uh, out of Pennsylvania. Then you got Temple University, 1,000% out of Pennsylvania again. Then you got HCA out of Florida. Then you got Tenet Healthcare Corporation out of Texas. Then you got Community Health Systems, which is national. Then you got Universal Health Services, which is national. You got St. Luke's out of Pennsylvania. Three out of the top 10 was Pennsylvania, and three out of the top 10 was Florida. Now, you may ask, why Pennsylvania and Florida in the top 10? Because Florida is in the top five oldest states in America, population-wise, and Pennsylvania is a top eight oldest state, population-wise, in America. So they have older people, so they're like, listen, guys, we got a lot of boomers here. Charge it up, mark it up a little bit. We're going to make some money here, because, again, they can now, some of you may be watching the same pattern. If I can't pay the bill, I can't pay the bill. I just don't pay the bill. That's what I do. Well, you know, there's many ways they can get the money from you. One of them being wage garnishment. They can, in many cases, up to 25%, they can just take the money out of your account if they really wanted to. These people can file for it and that can 
doesn't happen. Now, obviously, some states are more strict than others, but there is another part to this on a hospital being interviewed on why these prices are going higher. What is the regulation? Who's controlling them? And this was done by Dr. Marty McCary. And here's what he came up with in a book he wrote titled The Price We Pay. Researchers from the University of Iowa called 101 U.S. hospitals on prices from the same type of heart bypass operations. Only 53 provided. The price varied from $44,000 to $448,000. So 101 hospitals, 53 gave the rate from $44,000 to $448,000. My dad has had a bypass. What, what's the difference? One is 44, one is 440. That's 10 times more. Who dictates the terms? Do I just pick and choose and say, yeah, I think you look like a $300,000 type of person. No, I think you're 80. Let's see you for 220. Who determines what these prices are? Is it a secret? Can we know? Can you imagine you go buy a car? You say, I'd like to buy that Mustang. What's the price? Can't tell you until you buy it. What's the price of the car? Nope. You want to buy it? Yes. $78,000. It's really $22,000. Imagine how weird that is. That's how hospitals work. He continues. Hospital officials confess that they inflate bills each year in order to generate more revenue since the insurance companies pay only part of the sticker prices. Insurance confess they demand bigger and bigger discounts in their contracts with hospitals in order to keep up. Both admitted that they pass on higher bills to the public in the form of higher insurance premiums. And last but not least, watch what this lady said at the end, just flat out. A hospital employee whom Dr. Marty McCary confronted on behalf of a patient who received an exorbitant hospital bill provides the answer. The law allows us to charge whatever we want. If we want to charge a million dollars, she has to pay for it. Can you imagine that? So it's already crazy enough, but this next stat I share with you, some of you guys are going to say, I don't believe this. You're going to have to go do your own research when I show you this number. Can you tell me what are the biggest industries in America by revenue? By revenue. You ready? The number one industry in America by revenue, and this is numbers from 2023, hospitals in the U.S. is number one, $1.426 billion. Number two is drug and cosmetic and toiletry wholesaling in the U.S., $1.364. Then you got pharmaceutical wholesaling, then health and medical, then commercial banking, then new car dealers, then life insurance and annuities. Hospitals is number one, and no one even talks about it. However, Here's the crazy part about hospitals. If I were to ask you, how much money do these guys make? Man, on 1.426, the margin's got to be massive. Like this Google, Facebook, ad, it's got to be massive margins. That's the problem. Their margins are very small, but how? Matter of fact, if you look at the numbers in 2022 and early 2023, you will notice, according to Kaufman Hall Operating Margin Index, you're to date by month. They're in the negative. Look at the numbers right there. Negative 2.1, negative 2.4, negative 1.9, negative, negative. Every month has been in the negative. And even if we go prior to COVID, and maybe we go look at 1995 through 2016, it's always been in the single digits. The lowest was 2%, and the highest is roughly 8%. So how, how, how is this even possible? You, you got 400% to 1,800% of margins. You, shouldn't you be making more money? I, I don't even understand how this is possible. Here's why. Because the government is heavily involved. When you look at Medicare and Medicaid in 2020, combined underpayments, not payments, but underpayments were $100 billion up from $75.8 billion in 2019. And the 2020 underpayments includes a shortfall of $75.6 billion for Medicare and $24.8 billion for Medicaid. And matter of fact, for Medicare, hospitals receive payments of only 84 cents for every dollar spent by hospitals caring for Medicare patients in 2020. Now, this doesn't include increased labor, increased medicine, $18 billion just for illegal immigrants. 
immigrants in 2018, according to Forbes. We can add on a bunch of different things and you know the numbers keep adding up. So you realize they're not making any of the money as much as I thought they would be making, but who's not doing their part? Is it the health insurance company? Are they taking the money and leaving? Is it the government taxpayers? Maybe they're expecting us to pay a lot more. Whose fault is it that this is taking place? Remember earlier I talked about Medicare and Medicaid where a generation is holding everybody else hostage for making sure that they get their social security, Medicaid, Medicaid, the baby boomers. A lot of people are gonna get upset at this, but I'm not running for office. I'm not trying to get reelected. I'm not a governor, I'm not a congressman, I'm not a senator, I'm not a president. I'm not trying to win your vote. My job is to ask questions and saying, can we afford it? Every year, we keep getting into more and more debt. What's the solution? Not a worry. Keep kicking this debt to the next generation. Let them handle it. Let their grandkids handle it. Let our kids handle it. Who cares about them? Let's take care of our lives right now. They'll figure out a way they're young. They're gonna be old one day. And what are they gonna do? Do exactly what you did. And then eventually, this great idea called United States of America, poof, is gone. And hey, another person comes in, we're in debt now, people are leaving to other countries. Oh, it'll never happen to America. Maybe to Rome, maybe to the Persian Empire, maybe to Greece, maybe to, but not, not in America, not never, not here. No, we're headed in that direction with these irresponsible decisions that we're making. And by the way, let me continue, watch this. The National Healthcare Anti-Fraud Association, NHCAA, estimates that the financial losses due to healthcare fraud might be as high as $300 billion each year. This is on top of everything else. But watch this data of how far along we've come since 1960s. National per capita health expenditure in the U.S. from 1960 to today. So if you look at it right there, 1960, it's $146 per person in expenditure to now it's gone all the way up to 12,591. How long can we afford this, by the way? With an aging population. Matter of fact, in September of 2020, President Donald Trump signed an executive order aimed at ensuring hospital price transparency and limiting surprise billing, requiring that price information he made publicly available. This was obviously a great piece of legislation because it would give people the ability to compare prices and force hospitals to price operations more competitively. It's like saying, hey, what do you charge for this car? $28,000. Galpin Ford sells it for $24. Hey guys, the other guy sells it for $24. Match them. We'll sell it to you for $24,000. See what happened? But before you couldn't compare it. So Trump says, I think we ought to do this. And guess who says we ought to continue with this? So Biden directed the Department of Health and Human Services to enforce the rule, which what Trump started. So yeah, we, this is kind of a good idea. We got to do, but watch what happens. Only a year later, research published by nonprofit group patient rights advocate determined that 471 out of 500 hospitals examined were not in compliance with the new rule. And at the same time, the maximum fine from the federal government for failing to post prices is $109,500 per year, even though CMS said in July that they were planning on raising it to $2 million per year for large hospitals. The problem is they sent warning letters to almost 170 hospitals that had yet to post prices, but the agency hadn't imposed any fines. And Catherine Howden, a spokesperson for CMS, said that the agency expects hospitals to comply with these legal requirements and will enforce these rules if the hospitals don't comply within 90 days. You know what they do? they send you a warning letter. That's it. You get another warning letter. Can you imagine? It's like a love letter on top of love letter and nothing else happens. And in May of 2023, some data came out. Ways and Means Committee Chairman Jason Smith brought the facts, citing that fewer than one in four hospitals are estimated to be in compliance with these price transparency rules. And only four hospitals out of 6,000 nationwide have been fined for non-compliance. So guess what? Hospitals are like, get out of here. You're not going to do anything. We're giving you money anyways when you get reelected. You need our money. 
you need us to keep charging more money so we can give you more to your campaign and we'll hire the lobbyists to come and help you out. Don't act like you care. Say it from stage, but you know you're not going to enforce it behind closed doors. It's kind of what's happening. So I, I got the one last thing I'm going to show you. This one's going to probably upset you the most on how we can afford to do this kind of stuff. So watch this. Here's an article from American Hospital Association. Look what it says. Medicare and Medicaid pay less than cost. The uninsured pay little or nothing and others must make up the difference. I'm going to read it to you one more time. Medicare and Medicaid pay less than what it costs. So hospitals who are getting money from Medicaid, Medicaid, they're not getting what it costs them. They're getting paid less. The uninsured pay little to nothing. The uninsured, those are like, I can't afford health insurance. The, the ones that are not being responsible for having insurance or can't afford it. But the people, the responsible ones are supposed to make up the difference. The working man, you, you're paying for it, okay? Watch this. Medicare and Medicaid pay less than the cost of caring for program beneficiaries, an annual shortfall of $57.8 billion. L let me continue. This is very important for you to know what's going on here because you, the working man, remember in a movie, Sonny tells Robert De Niro, the working man is a sucker, right? The working man is a sucker. This is what he was talking about. We're paying for everybody else that's saying, I'm not going to pay for it, right? This is why the working man is so frustrated in America today who is responsible, hospital, uncompensated care both free care and care for which no payment is made up by patients makes up about six percent of the average hospital's cost most hospitals receive no government financial support at all to provide this care though some hospitals owned by local governments but not all public hospitals receive tax subsidies from state and local governments to help offset some of the cost of care for poor populations overall these payments represent 10 cents per dollar of cost privately when short patients and others often make up the difference remember medicare all those guys they only make up six percent of the cost the rest is made up by us so somebody may be watching and say pat this is very annoying no i know i'm also annoyed i get it. i'm paying for it as well you are too I'm not only paying for it, I'm also paying for it for a lot of different people who are having health insurance that I'm paying for. It's the cost. I got it. It's the benefit of your giving COs. Hey, what benefit do you offer? Here's our health insurance. Here's our health insurance. So I'm involved on both sides. So what's the solution, Pat? To me, it's all accountability because we have to sit there and have the tough conversation. Are we going to say yes to Medicare, Medicaid, Social Security at all costs, even though everybody else takes the hit and many go through bankruptcy? Is that fair? Even though it hurts all the working men, it's like that man that was talking to Elizabeth Warren. He's like, wait a minute, you're canceling college loan on the people that didn't make payments. I busted my ass with two, three jobs to make sure my kid's college education was paid for. I'm paying the price? Me? Why am I paying? I'm not rich. He's saying this to Elizabeth Warren. She doesn't have an answer for him. She's got a smirk on her face because this doesn't make sense. And a lot of people are going through this right now. So it's accountability in the life insurance industry. Watch how the life insurance industry works versus real estate or loans. Say I sell a house to Johnny. I sell him a million dollar house. I get him approved with a bank. The bank says, I'll take this loan. I sold a million dollars. The guy that's selling the house, he gets his money. The equity he had in the house. Say you own $600,000 loan. We sell it for a million, $400,000 minus the commission. That check goes to the owner of the house that sold it to the new owner. But the new owner who got the house, six months later says, I don't want to make the payments. I'm okay. I can't afford it. I don't want to make the payments. The other guy that owned the house, he doesn't care. He already got his check. The realtor, I already got my check. I left. I don't care. You go collect the check. I don't need to collect the check. I don't have any accountability here. That guy has no accountability here. The bank is screwed and this man doesn't want to make the rent. 
How many times does that happen in America? He sits in that house for 6, 12, 18, 24 months. Some states, you can't even kick the guy out. He stayed there. You can't kick me out. Frustrating, right? You know how life insurance works? Here's how life insurance works. I sell the same person a million dollar insurance policy. It's $250 a month. I get advance a check, let's just say two, $3,000. The insurance company sends it to me, advance. They send me the check. Six months down the line, Johnny stops making the payments. The insurance company calls me and said, hey, we haven't received the last payment for the last six weeks. I can't say, what do you want me to do? Go collect it, I already got my money. No, no, no. If you don't get Johnny to pay his next premium, you're gonna charge back. How much? Potentially the whole $2,000 I give you or 50%. Let me call Johnny, I'm on top of it. Let me, I'll drive to the guy's house to get the payment because there's accountability. That's why I love life insurance because there has to be accountability. You can't get away with it. And I got my money, I'm good. No, you can't do that. As long as we can create a certain system of accountability here, we can't just say, hey, Gen X, Gen Z, millennials, screw you guys, you pay for it, you can afford it. While everybody else, they're just gonna account for 6% of it. Dude, no. I'm trying to have my own wife and kids and family and sending for private school and doing this and doing that and paying my tax. Why are you doing this to me? That's kind of what's going on in the health insurance, the hospital, the Medicare, the Medicaid. So as much as we can say, well, hospitals make so much money, they actually don't make a lot of money. Margins are very small like the restaurants. They're just trying to get money from somebody. And who ends up being a person that pays for the hospital? The working man, you and I, we pay for it. I don't think it's cool. I think it's a tough conversation. I think if you share this video with people that are of the age, they're gonna watch this and they're not gonna be happy about it. But I don't want your vote. I don't need your vote. I'm not trying to tell you, I'm running for office, vote for me. Oh yeah, it's okay. I'm not playing that game. I don't think that's right. I think we all gotta do our part. I think putting all the punishment in the next generation is an unfair thing to do. Anyways, if you agree or disagree, if I got you thinking, you got value out of this video, give it a thumbs up, subscribe to the channel. And if you like this video, I got another video I want you to watch. It's on Big Pharma. If you've not seen it, wait till you see the data on Big Pharma. Click here to watch the video on Big Pharma. Take care, everybody. Bye-bye, bye-bye.